Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of the Matt Martial Arts Podcast. This week, I'll be going over something and sharing some personal thoughts of mine uh, that came from conversations I had over the past couple of weeks. Um, and it's really around how to find the right academy or school, uh, not only style-wise, but also just like just the mentality of the, the people you'd be training with, the instructors you'd be learning from and whatnot. I think it's a really critical, I think it's a really critical question you have to ask yourself um, is, you know, like which, which academy is the best fit? This can also be very applicable as you're, if you're moving, just say you relocate for a job or whatnot, um, or, you know, you're just getting into any sort of martial art for the first time. Obviously, I'm biased towards uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. That's where I've been training for the past nine years. Um, I'm definitely very a passionate supporter of the Gracies and uh, because I've seen what they've done for me and I just know the overall happiness level and just satisfaction that comes from training there. So this is a pretty quick one. I think it goes about 20 minutes, um, but I do think it's very valuable. If you're, if you're in an academy and it, you know, it's not quite you know, feeling right to you, definitely go take a look around and see if you find one that's better, a much better fit. Because when you find that perfect fit and uh, you really start putting down your roots there in the right place, it can be uh, life-changing to say the least. So like I said, this is a pretty quick one. It should be about 20 minutes. And uh, these are some random thoughts I had that came from some conversations I've been having over the past couple of weeks with, uh, with friends who I train with. And they've shared their stories. They've asked me some questions and I figured I could just put it out here for, uh, for you all to listen to. So I hope you find it useful. And as always, I definitely appreciate uh, the listen. And so if, if you can download, like, share, it's always appreciated. So please let me know if you have any questions. And otherwise, let's, uh, let's jump into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode number three of the Matt Martial Arts Podcast. This week will be a pretty quick one. Um, just wanted to discuss some of the things that you want to keep in mind as you're brand new getting into jujitsu or any sort of martial art, uh, for that matter, really in going through and selecting the right school for you. School selection is absolutely critical for a few different reasons. Number one is you want to understand is the school geared does the school have goals that are geared towards your overall objectives for example would you be getting into a school that is purely for sport or demonstration purposes or does the school really focus on practical self-defense and underneath that there's a lot of different sort of nuances to it to we'll, we'll unpack those as well the other one is is around location and location is surprisingly important in picking out a school for a couple of different reasons. When you're tired, when you're busy, when you're pressed for time, school location really makes a big difference between uh, missing a class because of your schedule or your motivation level or attending the class. And the more frequently and consistently you attend classes, the better your results are going to be. The overall vibe of the academy or school is also incredibly important. So really it's like, you know, do you like these people? Do they like you? Do you feel like you fit in? Are your values and your sort of life story, is it also aligned with the academy? So those are the three really main points that we want to unpack in this is practicality versus sport, location 
and overall vibe. And also at the end, we have a few tips and tricks for really finding that school that's gonna, that's gonna take you to where you wanna be. So, so the first part is sport versus self-defense. Now, this is a question that comes up a lot in jiu-jitsu specifically, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, is you have oftentimes two camps that feel, feel very passionate about these diametrically opposed or seemingly diametrically opposed objectives. If you're, if you're looking to get into the sport side of jujitsu and you know, you're a young athletic um, person who's looking to chase medals and you know, potentially a career in sport jujitsu, you definitely wanna be in the right academy. You wanna have the instructors who have oftentimes walked that path successfully, finding instructors who understand the rules, sort of the game to play, the different techniques, and really focusing in on those techniques and training those and drilling those. I'm not gonna talk much at all about the sports side of jujitsu because I know very little about it. Admittedly, I know very little about it. The other side is for the practical self-defense type of academy. I train at Gracie Academy in Torrance, and we have, I'm happy to say we have a very good mix. We train some sport techniques, but really at the end of the day, we're focused on our mindset is really focused around practical self-defense. The way that that's administered is, in my opinion, really where the secret sauce sits. So as you're, as you're picking out and as you're making that decision, and as you're thinking about sport and you're thinking about self-defense, the reason why I said that oftentimes the perspectives are diametrically opposed, it's kind of like once you drink the Kool-Aid in one or the other, you can't really see as much of the logic in the other side as we should. Because in my opinion, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is even if you're purely sport, it's highly effective on the street. The way that you learn to move your body, to control distances, to read, positions, they will be, even if you're just training for competition, they will oftentimes be very, very effective for being able to protect yourself and handle yourself in the street. With one pretty big exception, in my opinion, and there is a caveat with that. I think with all martial arts, instructors, and the instructors really have a critical responsibility in being clear with their students about which things are effective and which things are flashy. And I know that we've covered this around other martial arts. And I think that it comes down to having instructors who are not only experienced in real practical self-defense, but also give plenty of warnings to their students about if you're in this position, you better not stay in this position long because in a situation with no rules, this, this, and this can happen. It's something that we train routinely at Gracie Academy, Gracie University, where we're drilling a technique and we will stress, okay, the instructors will be stressing over here, you're in a vulnerable position, make sure you're thinking about punch protection, punch awareness, overall awareness of the situation of where if you get trapped, it can be pretty bad because it isn't necessarily a referee calls time and you reset. 
and the street, it can be a completely different situation. Some academies train for practical self-defense, but the way that they train it can be a little bit too intense where they're coming in and they're, they're sparring hard all the time and they're always looking for the finish. And it's very easy in those situations where you get physically burned out, you can get injuries, or you're just overall too intimidated, especially as you're new to it, as you're, you can get very overall intimidated coming in and not wanting to come to class because you know, you're brand new and you're just kind of getting smashed. So understanding your objectives going in, sport jujitsu versus self-defense jujitsu is a critical question. And so you wanna get clear on that in your head. And as we go through kind of the rest of the checklist of what you should be thinking about and selecting a new academy, we'll, we'll definitely unpack that with some different scenarios. And that kind of ties back to like the overall vibe of the, the learning environment. The other part, part two to this is the location. And I personally drive, you know, two hours to class and probably an hour coming home, sometimes an hour and a half coming home due to lighter traffic. But for me, it's because I found a place with the perfect vibe for what it is that I like to do. I'm around people that I really like, my training partners, I have thousand percent trust in them the overall academy culture where i train makes it to where it's totally worthwhile for me to drive the two hours to class it's worth it it's it's my happy spot 100 and my fellow students have turned into like family in a lot of cases so location is important because as you're just getting started there will be times when it's easier to make an excuse than to make it to class and sometimes location can be one, especially if you live in a city like Los Angeles, like I do, where you know 20, 30 mile drive can take an hour and a half. It's very easy to say, hey, I'm just gonna skip it tonight. I'm just going to go sit in a hot tub. I'm gonna watch a movie. I'm gonna eat dinner and I'm gonna take a nap. It's very easy to make that if you know that there's a long drive ahead of you. So in, in trying to figure out the location, you want something that is for most people, you want something pretty close to where you live, 20, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. With the explosion of BJJ, it's very, it's much easier to find good quality instruction within kind of that time, that, that amount of time you'd spend on the road. So definitely think about location. Most important, and I save this for last, is the overall vibe of the school that you're thinking about joining. And with most BJJ places, most martial arts academies in general, from what I've seen, offer a free trial period. And I think it's a great idea to use the free trial period across a, a wide variety of schools, maybe even styles. If you're brand new to martial arts and you know that you want to do something to you know, improve your physical fitness, improve your, your mental fitness, you know, your mental health and having great stress relief. You're looking to make good friends. All of those things are benefits of martial arts in general. And obviously I love, you know, Gracie Jiu Jitsu above all. So that's kind of why I sound a little bit biased, but most martial arts schools will offer a free trial period of some sort or a trial period for a very small fee. They actually give you a, you know, your first gi and whatnot. 
please don't let yourself get trapped in this thing of going and doing a free trial and feeling like you have to sign up at that school if you have reservations, if you have doubts about it. There's a reason for the free trial period, right? It's for you to go in and sample, you know, what type of style is it? Is it sport versus self-defense? Is it, you know, where is the location? How does this fit in your life? Your, your work schedule, your life schedule, all of these things. But most importantly is, how is the overall vibe of the school? When you're talking with your instructor, when you're talking with your peers, do you like them? Do you respect them? Do you want to be kind of like them in your path? And if there's any hesitations, then I would strongly suggest do a trial somewhere else and kind of run through that checklist again. You can go into a school and you have to understand though, is it because you are in a place in life that is very, very disconnected from the people who've been training for a while and you have to be honest with yourself? Or is there something about the feel, the personality, the way that people conduct themselves? I am a big fan of Gracie University where you know, my instructors are world-class. It's Henner Gracie, it's Hiron Gracie. It's, it's a whole list of these really amazing instructors we have. And never once have they ever made me feel like, you know, they were too good for me. You know, they'll see you, they'll come up, they'll give you a fist bump. When they're working with you on the mats, it's like, no matter how uncoordinated or how bad I am at a move, they never say, hey, you're stupid. You know, we've showed you this before. Why aren't you getting this? There's always a really positive take on it that is inspiring, but it's never pandering. It's never like, oh, hey, you know, you're paying, so you're doing amazing, even though you know you're doing it wrong. You'll get corrected, but you'll get corrected in an encouraging and positive way. Also part of that, though, is if somebody comes in who is not being a good person if you have somebody who comes in who's being too aggressive potentially hurting people they will have a conversation they will get that person into a place that keeps training partners safe right and i think that's a big one i've had so many conversations lately with friends and talking about you know kind of the journey in different martial arts and again i'm kind of referencing you know gracie jiu-jitsu is, is probably the biggest one here i have a lot of friends there that i train with who came from different academies, came from a lot of different styles even. And the one common thread of how they ended up over with us in Gracie University is where they weren't having good experiences in other academies. And again, some came from different styles and they just realized that you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the most effective on the planet and that's really what they wanted to do. But it was like this wide range of stories. You know, you talk to some people who are in, you know, some styles and the instructors never sort of curtailed, you know, excessive, you know, excessive force and people going too hard and people just being kind of just bad citizens on the map and not looking out for their training partner's safety. And with us, I never worry about that because our culture is such where as people are coming in, there's a certain very welcoming, non-ego sort of vibe to the academy. And as people come in, more often than not, no matter how they are out in the world, they come in and they start to adhere to 
sort of this thing of, you know, like looking out for your partners and not trying to hurt somebody and taking that super, super um, just seriously, right? Like that's like, that's the, one of the top priorities is really making sure your training partners are not getting hurt and you're not going crazy. You're not letting your ego make you chase a submission into a place where one or one or both of you could get hurt. So that really comes from the top. And so if you're in an academy where it feels like there's excessive ego or, you know, you just have like these, you know, just built athletic people who are just like going super hard for the win as opposed to the learn, you might want to reconsider, reconsider academies because that will play into your longevity. And that was another part to the discussions I was having with these friends that I train with. And we all, like I said, we all have these very different stories and different paths to get here to where we're at. And so, you know, the common recurring theme was, you know, hey, I started training jujitsu and I just really didn't think it was for me. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then they start to elaborate. Yeah, I'm brand new. It's, you know, my first class is a white belt and you know, the, the sensei, the instructor gets up and they they drill this move. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so complicated. And they just jumped right into it. And my partner was not very helpful. And my partner was like going really hard. And I didn't really know the correct way to even position myself. And all of a sudden, before we even started rolling, I was feeling like I was starting to rack up some injuries. And then it comes to rolling. And here I have this partner who had years of experience. And this, this story was told to me probably about a month ago. So I'm sure I'm leaving out some of the details, but really the, the situation was you have a partner with much more experience, not really coaching or welcoming in this person new to the mat. They're coming and they're like seeking out a win on an essentially untrained person. It's my friend's first class. And uh, my friend is, you know, he's a pretty tough person. So he didn't want to give up on it yet, right? So he was like trying to just like do his best, but he was saying that every class was getting harder and harder and it was harder on his body because it was just, you know, everything was just full speed, 100%. So, you know, that that's like one situation. And then the other situation is where the instructors were not really correcting mistakes and the guidance around sort of the technique was all over the place. You know, you had the instructor saying one thing and not really making corrections and then coming back and saying you're developing bad habits and this and that. And then you had fellow students who were also correcting my friend. And he was just kind of like, wow, I guess jujitsu is just not for me. I, I didn't start early enough in life. I didn't, I'm not athletic enough. I'm not strong enough. I can't bench X, Y, Z. And, and it was, and it was just kind of striking how when he walked through our doors, he was like, wow, this is really how it should be. Right. So this podcast obviously is geared towards martial artists of all different experience levels across all different styles. So if you're a BJJ practitioner who has kind of, you know, gotten to that point where it's a really important part of your life and it's already part of your, your sort of habit and your happiness, you could probably, depending on the school that you came up through, you could probably sort of relate to some of these things. It's like survival of the fittest, you know, the lamb becomes the lion. Well, in our academy, Gracie uh, University, the lamb becomes the lion, but in a protected way to where as you grow into a lion, now is all of a sudden, if you're a lion, you feel that responsibility of making sure that the lambs on your watch don't get hurt. 
And so you're, you're coaching, you're encouraging, and you're using just enough to where they have to do the techniques and they have to, you know, keep themselves in good positions, but you're not going full blast to lock them down to where they can't get there. And I think that's the goal. And I think that's really a big mindset. So going back to the overall vibe of the Academy, you know, you have what's become super popular. Rob, uh, Rob from McDojo has done an amazing job of sort of putting the word out there around, you know, sort of like fake martial arts schools and, and cults. I mean, it's like, I think that's a pretty accurate characterization to where there's very little, I mean, probably zero real life applicability of what people are being taught. And the instructors are, you know, giving their students kind of this Kool-Aid saying, hey, you know, if I show you this one touch chi manipulation, nobody can ever hurt you. And people are walking around with a false sense of confidence or worse, they're being, you know, mentally sort of manipulated and controlled by third, sort of these like cult leader style instructors. And, and it's a really, it's a really scary thing if, if you can't spot the difference, because when you're in it and everybody's saying, yeah, this is legit, it's very easy to have that feeling like, wow, I'm, I'm part of this legit thing. And, you know, hey, I'm specially a part of this group. But then when you figure out that there's no practical use for this, then it can be really devastating and it can really sour people on martial arts. I think another part to the overall vibe that you want to look for is your classmates, right? Your fellow students. What are, what are they trying to do? And I know that me personally, I have quite a few peers and friends that I've developed over the years where my subset of training partners are, are very, very similar to me. You know, you have, like I said, I'm 50. I used to be athletic. I used to play hockey, this and that. But in jujitsu, I'm still an infant. I just recently got my purple belt probably about six months ago. So I've really been putting in the years. It's been about nine years now, but I still have so much to learn. And I know that it can be very deflating if your partners are always just seeking to beat you. And I think that that's another part of the vibe is where you can push hard and push yourself without getting blown out. There are some nights where we go in, my partners and I, we just we just go lighter. We just flow. We just work on the techniques. Zero ego. I let myself get caught, you know, in some submissions. I have no problem tapping. Hey, how did you get me here? Having this really collaborative feel. And my partners do the same for me. They let me move. They let me work. They let me catch some submissions. And it's very, very friendly, yet still competitive. And I think the last part that you really want to think about in the overall vibe of an academy or of a school or a martial art is how hard does it push you and how authentic is it? And I think that this is an overlooked one. This can be very, very overlooked, especially as people get older and they're coming into a martial art or a school for the first time. We have to set realistic expectations. And I think the realistic expectation for me is just steady, consistent growth. I don't plan to go out and ever, you know, fight in the UFC or for MMA. And, and, you know, I just wouldn't last, I'll admit. But it's like, I do demand a lot of myself to where I'm paying attention in class. I'm trying to incorporate the moves into my roles. I'm trying to make sure I'm getting the techniques correctly, I'm trying to make sure I'm, you know, getting it correctly with my partner, making sure my partner is getting it correctly. And having the overall vibe be this very, collaborative feel. You walk into an academy where it's not, 
where it's based on ego. There's some sort of strange cultism going on. I would definitely keep checking out other styles and other classes, other academies, because you need to go and do the free trials until you find the place that really clicks for you. And with the explosion of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like I said before, you know, there's a proliferation of schools and so many of those have fantastic instructors, well-intentioned, great culture, great location fit for you, all of those things. So keep those things in mind as you're, as you're going through, as you're going through to, to sort of select your school, because making the right decision initially will either, you know, save you lots of years of training at the wrong school or also like, you know, get you into the right place, get you on the right path and let you start developing those really good roots really early on to where you don't have to change your foundation or relearn your foundation. Um, it's a, it's a super personal choice. Don't ever let an instructor, you know, feel, you know, bully you into, Hey, you did the free trial now sign up. If it's not a fit, walk away. <laughs> In some cases, don't even walk, like run and kind of, you know, picking the picking the jujitsu school, I, I'm going to end on a pretty serious note because it's something that I've become increasingly aware of lately, and my eyes have really gotten opened to the seriousness of this topic. And that is, martial arts instructors are coming in with a lot of sort of built-in credibility. You know, especially if you're a parent getting your child into martial art for the first time, you're looking at this martial arts instructor through uh, sort of like these rose-colored lenses where it's like, okay, they're going to be teaching honor, integrity, courage, hard work, dedication, all these things to my kid. The instructor must embody this as well, right? And, and sadly enough, it is also a magnet for people, for some people who want to exploit sort of that implied credibility. So as you're, as you're looking for schools, take a long, hard look at the instructor. What is their credibility like? You know, do they, are they kind of known in the community? If so, like, what is their reputation like? Are they overall good people? And oftentimes, you know, oftentimes in martial arts, I would say, thankfully, more, way more often than not, the instructors do embody those things that you really want to aspire to be. You know, they've spent, you know, a lot of martial arts instructors have spent a lot of years, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears getting good at what they do. They're, they're humble enough to be sharing this with their students. However, you know, if you haven't already, check out McDojo Life on all the various socials. Uh, Rob from McDojo is doing incredible work in outing the imposters, whether it's, you know, outright fake techniques where the students are being sort of conned into believing that this stuff actually works and putting them in, in physical risk, or worse, running a cult-like academy where the quote-unquote sensei like elevates himself to like some sort of, you know, unquestioned leader. And, and Rob does a great job of really highlighting all of the fakes and phonies and scam artists and also the really dark side of it, where you have people, the instructors who are criminals. I mean, there's no, no easy way to say it, right? So 
he does a great job of just exposing a lot of those things. So I would strongly suggest, you know, if you don't already check out McDojo Life, uh, Rob is doing great work putting these things out there um, and start looking at his content if you don't already. And hopefully, you know, hopefully your, your school would never end up there um, as you're going through and making those choices. Like I said, you know, freedom of choice, definitely take your time to make the right choice up front. And especially if you're thinking about changing styles, definitely keep your eyes open to that because there may be a better style that is out there for you. I have friends who I trained karate with and they trained for 20 years. And one day they said, wow, I really want to get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, from what I'm seeing, I feel like it's more effective than what I have been doing. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. But I think that, you know, every different martial art, I believe, can bring a lot of value to your life. Whether you're looking to defend yourself on the street, become a better person, uh, you know, make friends, have a more healthy outlet, all of those different things you can get through the martial arts, as long as you're with, you know, a credible, reputable instructor slash school, um, it, it can be really life-changing. Um, so, I hope that everybody has a great week and I hope that you found this insightful. Um, and, you know, if you haven't already, please, you know, I ask you to like, share, download this podcast and stay tuned for, for future episodes. Um, looking to continue to have some fun. So for those of you who are already training, I hope you have a week of great training. For those who are on the fence, I urge you to go train. Definitely find the right school. Do your homework. Go and have some uh, break a sweat. Have some fun. Make some new friends. Um, so hope everyone has a great week and look forward to catching up with you all next week. Take care.